Well, as mentioned on Alex Garrett Podcasting, I love to bring people on that are just doing things and, and making things happen for their business, for their community, and in their livelihoods. And my next guest, who you've heard her before, Moni K. LLC. You know, your your name is Monica Brosowska, but Moni K. LLC is just a little shorter, and it just sounds so cool uh, that you got your LLC, uh, Moni. So thanks for joining me tonight. I'm excited to be here. So we talk about energy and we talked about your company. First of all, since we last talked, what's been going on with your uh, with your entrepreneurial uh, adventures? Oh, I wasn't entirely prepared for the workload that I got, but I can't complain because it's exactly what I wanted. So things are picking up and that's great because new year, new, you know, new cycle. So I'm very, very excited to see where it goes um, and just to keep building from here. Well, let's talk about that. So you do your different presentations, different Zooms, different events. I was on one, uh, I think, either two years ago already. That's crazy. But uh, you're not only a company, you're educating people on the energy component to, to you know, saving energy. So tell us about the educational purposes Monique LLC. Absolutely. So, so that actually I would answer in two parts um, because I do have one series that I started uh, in the beginning of when I opened this company. And can you believe it's almost been three years? Um, so when I first started, it was a series on YouTube called Environments Are Us. So kind of like Toys R Us because its main point was to educate kids between the ages of five and 18, mostly younger age, elementary and middle school, but I also wanted to make sure that high school kids got involved. So there's also a segment for them. Um, so that's where it started. It started with, with education for kids about the environment, but then I expanded recently and now I'm going to be teaching adults as well about a few different topics that relate to my company. So one of the topics is small business consulting. The other is construction, There's international relations, security, and the environment. So I, I believe there's about five or six topics that I'll be speaking about every week on Thursdays. And if you want to talk more about that, I'm happy to. Well, tell us about how you become so well-rounded on different topics to where you could be educating everyone because that, that's a broad curriculum if you will it, it is and i get that question a lot um i would have to say that the number one is just the kind of person that i am i am very well read and educated and extremely curious so i'm constantly learning new information and because of my interest in that i also went to school i got my bachelor's in environmental studies with a philosophy and those two do actually tie in more than people think. Um, and then now I'm doing my master's, I'm about halfway done, and I'm doing that in international relations. And I'm also learning about some security during that program. So, and <laughs> and I think that covers about two thirds of what I mentioned in topics. And I'd say that the remaining third part would be uh, just work experience. I've had a lot of different uh, jobs that relate in the construction field and in the energy field. 
So I've learned a lot over the last few years. Well, Monica, Monica, as if I remember correctly, last time we talked, you had mentioned something about national security that you had been interested in. That is that correct? Yes. So, what was the? Uh, it sounds like you're advancing in that. I think the security part is more interesting because how does it tie into the environment? A lot of people wonder why, say, terrorism and the environment are uh, are both equated as you know threats to the to the world. Tell us why both are hand in hand. Um, why security and the environment do go hand in hand. I would start with a top-to-bottom kind of response. Um, I'd say that the, the most obvious top would be that we need the environment to live, and therefore we must protect it. And, you know, that is not just national, but international. It's global. We all have to participate in it. Um, and then going a little bit more narrow, let's say we have to protect our infrastructure, especially if we're going to be developing you know, solar panel um, areas and microgrids. And the more things are connected, the more security we're going to need to make sure that those things stay the way they're supposed to. And when you say infrastructure, you also probably mean cybersecurity also. I don't know if you're going into that yes. at all, but I, I feel like that's, <laughs> that's part of it too. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's, that's what I had in mind while I was speaking, actually, uh, especially with microgrids because everything is, um, it's not as physically connected, I'd say. You know, it's more about the Internet of Things and digitally connected. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it, but because of all of that, the way that it's connected, there is a need for cybersecurity as well as physical security. Um, So true. So, and if we have solid cybersecurity, that could also prevent... uh, protect the environment now you also talk about the solar energy do you not i remember we talked about solar panels and is it me or is queens getting more and more of those as we go along here yes um so actually amazing story about that i worked on a project for queen's college um both theoretically and <laughs> and realistically. Oh, that's the right word. But so theoretically, I I made an honors thesis about the potential for solar panels on the campus. Uh, so I did a whole thing about that. And then actually, um, there were a few stakeholders that picked up a project. Um, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with Sustainable CUNY and with Wildan Energy Solutions. But there was, and I'm sure there was a few other players in that, but but those are the two that I'd like to mention just because I worked for those two. So there is an ongoing project that started many years ago in 2016, and it is a vehicle and panel project for, um, solar actually, for Queens College. So it started a few years ago. Everything was designed and everything... As with a lot of big projects, things happen along the way that delayed it. But I just got exciting news that they're picking the project back up. So wow. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, that's sort of a, um, I don't want to say post-pandemic treat, but that is definitely a, 
a, a welcoming sign two years later that maybe, maybe some projects are getting back to normal here. Yes, definitely. I mean, I was I was really happy to hear that. It's, it's something that I really would like to see for the campus, but I'm sure a lot of us would. Well, I know that the borough of Queens itself, there's a lot more people, you know, buying into solar energy, and it's very fascinating to see the panels. But I, I want people to get to know you a little more because you're beyond, you know, you're not just an entrepreneur, you're not just um, doing these different projects but you're also staying fit. You're staying nutritionally active. I mean, you're on there educating people on how to just have a good mindset, good uh, good health also. Yes, that's correct. Uh, and it's funny because that also ties back into entrepreneurship because um, I decided that I want to turn that passion for fitness into a brand. Okay. So... I'm hoping this year, fingers crossed, <laughs> that I'll be able to open it. Um, but it is. It's something I want to teach people about, um, not just fitness, because that is a big part of it, fitness and health, but I wanted to teach more um, within that brand. So it, helping people get active and eating better, but also I want to provide them with uh, survival skills, <laughs> um, and I to explain that that I want to start teaching self defense classes and kind of like survival tips. Sure. Um, you know what to do if you're in this situation, kind of thing. Well, I know that you've had a lot of different experience over the last year, but the, the stuff that you've been going through personally, how does that motivate you? to keep this business going? How does it motivate you to keep people uh, educated on the survival skills? Well, I'm actually glad you asked that because what I go through and what I am passionate about permeates everything I do. So I wouldn't do anything unless I really cared about it personally. Um, and I'd... I'd I'd say that I found myself in a lot of situations that maybe if I had known something, I could have avoided, mm. and I would have been really happy to avoid them. And because of that, it inspires me to teach other people about it so that maybe, you know, they can avoid these situations themselves, something that I couldn't do before well, because I didn't have anyone. Well, I was going to say, you, you're very open on social media, and sometimes... It's very tough. So do you find that social media is helping people open up or do you feel like people are still very um, sort of sheltered, if you will, and they don't want to talk about what they've gone through and that you want to inspire people to do just that? I'd say a little bit of both. Um, Also because I feel that way. I know that I personally am kind of a very private person that I guess... I kind of try to uphold a certain strength that I, you know, I do have, but sometimes I have to kind of act like I'm stronger than I am feeling. I don't want to say Mm. stronger than I am, but stronger than I'm feeling at the moment, you know, because everyone goes through their emotions and things that are difficult in life. So we're not all always a hundred percent. It's just not possible, (laughs) you know? 
So sometimes I worry that maybe people will see my more vulnerable side. But I also think that there's strength in vulnerability. You know, by being vulnerable, I am also being strong by letting people in and seeing the truth about my life and about things that I've been through. And hopefully by doing so, it'll inspire them to do the same and to talk about it. And hopefully by talking about it, we can overcome it. You know, generationally, I feel like us 90s kids and and maybe it was the way we were upbringing, we're just kind of stoic about everything. But the generations after us are sort of just complaining about everything. It's just a weird shift we're going through. So there's got to be a balance out here, I think. Yeah, and it's kind of funny, you know, because the older I get, the the more I've been thinking about, you know, my future kids someday, right? And and I've been thinking about it a lot lately, like, like do what, <laughs> like, because we we as a generation, the '90s kids, you know, we always had to work really hard. We had a lot of things that we really had to earn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, and like you said, you know, the younger generations, I don't know. Like, I feel like some things are easier for them. And in, in a way, it's supposed to be. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's kind of the point. It, we are supposed to make it easier for the next generation. But do they lose the value in it? Of what it means to earn something. Know how difficult it was, you know? Exactly, exactly. Well, that is, that is very wise. Um, Moni, I gotta ask you about these, what I like to call fireside chats that you do, and I know you're doing one this Thursday night. So, when you do talk to the community, what's that rush like for you? I'm sorry, can you please repeat what is that? When you talk to the community, what's that rush for you like? What What's that like? Oh, what is it like for me to speak to the community? Yeah, when you do these different things like Thursdays with Moni... And, and other things like that. Sure. Well, for me, it's exciting um, because I get to talk about what I like to talk about. <laughs> and also it's exciting because I get to meet new people because they're usually open to the public. So, you know, I get to meet new new individuals that care about the same topics. And I also get to learn. So it's not just me speaking, but I get to learn about other people and what, what they think and what jobs they had and it's just really um it's fun hmm. and enlightening I'd, I'd say well how can people find out about your next event which i believe is this thursday night sure so i actually have a i have an instagram and that would be money klc and i believe you that's money that underscore k underscore llc i believe that's right yep Mm-hmm. Very cool. And, you know, I got to ask this because I know you've been doing a lot on Zoom and a lot of want to, are you going to do any in-person events in 2022? Yes, absolutely. And I can't wait. Well, keep us posted on that. I've been a long time for it and I'm very excited. You also have a couple other Instagrams. I know that you do the designs and whatnot. Uh, so you're very uh, versatile, if, if you will. Yes, I am. And, uh, and... I don't know. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like the one of the things you do besides alongside your entrepreneurial, uh, your business? Because I'm curious. Let's see. <laughs> As my life has business oriented, 
um, I turned everything I love into my business, so it's kind of intertwined, inseparable. But um, I'd say that the, the thing that I really do that's outside of my business that's kind of for me, um, I'd say singing, actually. Really? a lot more lately um as a kid I, I was in chorus growing up so i spent a good amount of my life singing but lately i've been recording youtube videos of me just like covering some songs that i really like and that's been nice it's an outlet for me that sounds really cool well uh if you want people to check that out let let us know and we'll, we'll cheer you on definitely i love that all right, Moni. Well, thanks for joining me tonight. And uh, I feel like there's so much we could talk to. What are you going to cover this Thursday night? Well, this Thursday is actually going to be small business consulting. And I'm starting it off with that one because I kind of want to tell the origin story of my company. So I'm going to be going a little bit more into detail about that. And I know that you had actually started your business in a pandemic, which is, to me, a heroic effort. Um how has the business been like? How's the staffing? How's the? How, how did you get people and how were people able to invest in your company even during a pandemic? I guess is is my question. Well, actually, I would say that the the best way for me right now, um, and the best way for other people to help, is to to just participate. I actually really want to build these events. I want to get people involved. Um, I think it would be great for everyone. Well, yeah, that's... And it's free, so... That's a cornerstone. There's no boss there. That, that is a cornerstone. Well, looking forward to that. And, uh, Moni, have us back. I'll have you back after this one, and, and uh, we can recap it, perhaps. That sounds great. That sounds awesome. I'm Alex Garrett with Moni K LLC. Monica Brzezowska, a Queens College alumnus, by the way, and uh, always fun to have her on. Thanks again, Monica. Thank you. I'm Alex Garrett, where we're always adapting, and we're bringing people that, you know, should be interviewed more, in my opinion, and uh, stay with us for more on Alex Garrett Podcasting.